Hello, folks. Welcome to the On The Deck podcast. It's um, something I haven't been saying very much. For a long time. No. Hasn't been said for a long time. No, no. We had a bit of a hiatus for work. A hiatus. 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 Is that hiatus? Hiatus. Is that hiatus. the same as a hiatus? It's just the Latin uh, version. Hiatus sounds like something you'd find in Africa. Now, now, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions before we go to the, our special guest tonight. Yeah. We were chatting before the intro. Yeah. Was what we're talking about good enough to go to air in the main show? How long ago was it? We were talking about it because I've sort of about already. five minutes ago selling, stuff, oh, selling, selling stuff, stuff on eBay. Oh no, no, really? No, it's gold. No, all right, they wouldn't even bottle it. Listen, just PM us if you want the extreme edition <laughs> <laughs> of this show because it'll go a long way. It possibly could. It'll, it'll be a um, it'll be a it'll be a money maker. Well, I think it just go. Be gone. As soon as you take the lid off, there you go. There's a hint. <laughs> That's it. And it's a thousand bucks, and he'll sign it for you. Anyway, uh, Kane Gowan, special guest tonight from Viva Tackle. Hello, mate. Welcome back to the show. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. You got uh, you got the father-in-law in the background. Yeah, the old uh, board of, of fishing. Yeah, he's, he's sitting in the background. Joseph, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Has he got his mankini on? Oh, he's got me signature right in front of him. He's <laughs> probably sitting sitting on the couch with what do they call it with your, with your game rod, your little, game the, rod, the, the oh your gimbal pouch, belt, your little gimbal belt. He's <laughs> <laughs> and the old bottle of scent scent to cane, scent to cane. It's showing some age. Why? It just are. No, just it's wisdom, mate. It's not age, it's wisdom. It's like, can you actually still buy those gimbal belts that are leather? You know the ones that have like the leather cup? Oh, I d- no, I don't know. Well, they all I don't think they now. make them anymore. I think it's all poly. Yeah. Poly. Yeah. That's because some knob from Peter thought we were killing too many horses to make it. Oh, you it was, think? It was like that one that said that we're going to stop killing the fish for their fingers. <laughs> It was before everyone thought it was an Instagram joke, joke. but I was there. When she said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you gotta love them. I'm they sweating. do entertain us. Back when I was a kid, they just chained themselves to a tree. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, um, mate, welcome back to the show. You've been a um, you've been a fairly busy man, and I've got to say a couple of things quickly, um, and we'll get to it shortly. Uh, we spoke about. Um, the last show, the clamour, which mm, was a yeah. pippy-shaped shell with a hook on it and all that sort of stuff that was uh, out there to try and, you know, get a hold of Brim. Yep. Boy, was that a success story. So every single one sold out within minutes. Um, interesting yeah. story around that too. But, uh, you know, that, um, the uh, Mirasami rods, mm-hmm. uh, congrats on those guys because they're just champion rods. Just to find out you guys also do braided line for Mirasami and everything. So you really have been working super hard for the Australian market, which is great. Yeah, it's been nonstop. And even today, uh, I'm, I'm still going on the 22nd when tomorrow's my birthday and I'm still working tomorrow on my birthday, but just to get these new products out and keep promoting and keep designing and get ready for the next year. Well, so ha- happy birthday non-stop. for... Happy birthday for last week, mate. <laughs> Are you going to come visit me or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, Give me a birthday present in person? I'll be there tomorrow. It's, it's, coming, it's, coming, up, it's coming up in a bottle. <laughs> I want, oh. You've got to put that in there for context. 
<laughs> oh, if only everyone could hear the story that we had. Yeah, well, exactly. I'll Worth have, bottling. I'll have Steve O talked into it, but we'll uh, we'll we'll chuck we'll chuck, chuck Might be a little pre-intro. Yeah, it'll be in there for context, so yeah. otherwise people can't work out where we are, and it's important to keep people happy, right? So, and you know what? It's probably only people in our age group, which is like late thirties, that will understand yeah. what's going on. Mm. So, you know, everyone yeah. else complain and want this. Want the place shut down? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, our warped sense of humour. Now, uh, listen, mate. Let's. Um, you've done a heap of fishing too, which we'll get to shortly. But I want to. Quite a funny story. I think you need to tell us now. The clamour has been a super duper success story, and like I said, congratulations. Extremely good. Surpassed what you thought it was going to do uh, with its action and its fish catching capabilities, which was just sensational. But something interesting happened when you sold out. Yes. I sold out within four days of launch, which was at the after show when I first um, met you in person. Yep. And I thought Japan was going to send us double the order by the time of Christmas, but it turns out they only sent us half. So when it came to distribution and sending out to all these stores that ordered them straight up, it turned out I had nothing left. So I had to go to one of the stores and buy my own product back just so I had some samples to go fishing with. <laughs> and they were pissing themselves laughing, saying, what the hell are you doing here? You're the owner and designer, and you're buying your own product from our store. And I bet you that's After you just literally deliver it to my store. Top dollar. Please tell me you turned around and said, this is about supporting you guys and the Australian economy. <laughs> and then my father-in-law went in later on that afternoon and bought me a Christmas present of my own lure. <laughs> <laughs> he bought $300 worth of my own lures back for me so I could at least promote it and fish it. Oh, I can't wait to meet this bloke. He's just a champion. <laughs> it's always a laugh with him on the boat. Like, you'd be fishing and it'd be, like, dead silent and you'd be enjoying the time and it'd be, Kendo, I got a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Now, um, just give, uh, for those people that don't know anything about the clamour, just give us a brief rundown of what the clamour is and what it's about and uh, and why, I suppose, it's been so successful. Uh, the clamour is mainly designed on a pippy slash clam sort of imitation. I designed it as more as a hard body style lure, so you can use it in more like three ways. So you can use it as a lipless crankbait, a vibe, and dead stick it on the bottom as well. So when you cast it out, it actually flutters down as like a normal shell would do as it hits the water. So it's a unique fall action. But then you can slow roll it and it'll be like a rolling crankbait as you're moving along the water. So you get that hard body reaction. And then as you dead stick it, it'll be like a shell just sitting on the bottom. It's really unique in the way that it's designed. So it's got the hard hard body shell. It's got the ball bearings inside. So it rattles as it, it's like a silent sort of rattle. Like it's yeah. not real loud like most rattles are. And then it's got the soft plastic lip that's protruding out of the open shell that sort of imitates a pippy sort of moving out of its shell. I think um, yeah. when you look at it in the water too, that, that whole fall action and the fact that it has that bit of soft plastic sticking out which looks like that the muscle out of the inside of the shell um, yeah. it makes it realistic. So for the fish that's actually thinking about it, 
you know, um, you can put a bit of scent on there. You can do whatever you want. But for the fish that's thinking about it, it looks more realistic and more genuine than just a chunk yeah. of plastic falling down to the bottom. And that's the thing. And and also the texture, the design, the way it looks also has that more natural, genuine feel about it. So the fish don't think as hard about grabbing a hold of it. Yeah. And then you've got the fur finish on top of that as well. So as it hits the water, it's like a softer landing. Then as it moves moves through the water, you've got that bubble trail, that finesse bubble trail. So it's got the beard um, on it as well, has it? It's got yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah. a furry covering over it's, the yeah. over the shell. The best way to describe it, you know, the mega bass siglets with the fur finish that's mm. underneath. Yeah, that's like exactly the, what's on on the sides. They're, oh, they're yeah. like the mega bass siglets without the fur finish, but just with so the fur you finish. can add scent to it, and it'll last ten times longer than what you would if it was just a plain finish. Yeah, okay, because it's actually sitting inside that small amount of fur. That doesn't like when yeah. you put the scent on that fur. Does that sort of clag it up a little bit, or does it just still stay maintained? No, no, it stays. It acts the same. Like we, when we were at the Hawkesbury last time during testing and during the promo filming, I put it on once and it stayed there for the whole day and still reacted the same. Well, because you got a fair few fish on that day too. I know that because the photos were yeah. coming through about every fifteen minutes. <laughs> so. I ended up with uh, thirty fish, and we ended up with a forty-four, a forty, and a thirty-seven. Now, we are talking about yellowfin in the Hawkesbury, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So people... And then I lost 12, 12 lures in the one day. So all, pretty much all my samples were gone. That's why I had to buy it from the store. <laughs> it's nothing That's left. incredible. So, so yeah. have you got... But that two- wasn't all from snags. That was from fish actually just destroying us. No chance of landing it. What, so they were woofing it that hard that they were biting line? Yeah, it was almost like a... Yes. You know when you're rolling deep divers off off the edges of rocks and they hit it that hard that you only have a second to react. Yep. There was, it was like that because of that fall, you get that hard body reaction straight to it. And that vibe action too is really tight. So, yeah. you know, for that reason too, there's more, more realism in what's going on because there's not too many fish out on the water that have a wide action. Most yeah. of them have a and very tight action. And you've got constant contact with your lure. So you know exactly yeah. what it's doing. And it's, it's almost weird as you see it falling in your line, like usually your line stays straight as it's falling. But when this thing's falling because it's fluttering down, it, it, it leaves this ticking sensation through your line. So it's like tick, 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 yeah, tick, okay. tick as it's fallen. And it's weird to see it because it's almost like a bite. But then when the bite actually happens, it's like bang. Yeah, gone. Yeah, it takes <laughs> off. So one of the questions I did ask you, you know, and I wanted you to go through it because there'll be quite a few people that will have these in their Christmas stockings. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. Assist hooks was one of the things that we were discussing instead of the trebles. Because you've got, I mean, there's three different sizes. Let's say that first. There's like a little tiny brim size. There's a, what do you call a medium? And there's a large, yeah. which are more for your snapper and, and things like that. But there's also the fact that they've got different size trebles on the butt of them. And one of the processes we discussed was whether you could use assist hooks, only to find out, which doesn't surprise me, that you were actually using assist hooks. Yeah. So there's a 25 mil, uh, four gram. There's a uh, 30 gram, uh, 30 mil, seven gram, and then there's the 45 mil, uh, 14 gram. Um, and in that, you got the finesse hook on the smallest one, the tiny clamber, and then on the normal clamber, you have got the BKK stronger hook, and then on the snapper version, the 4.5, you've actually got a beefy hook that can hold them. But yep. during testing and during the filming of the promo video, I was using stinger hooks on all of them, and it was still reacting probably better. With the single hook. Yeah. Okay. So, so for people that the people that get a hold of them, if they're not happy with the treble, can they they still work the same if they change them to an assist or a single? 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. On the four gram, it actually flooded slightly better as it fell because it wasn't that restriction of the treble hook sliding side to side. So yeah, there's. I was I was running the uh, Eco Gear ZX30. I think they were the stinger hooks for yep. them. Um, but yeah, you can use any any stinger hook on it and it'll still react the same. She said it'd be all right for whiting mm. in that smaller size. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a nice well, size stinger too. During these holidays, I'll be going for whiting at Sussex Inlet, so I'll be sending some more photos through very shortly. What what day are you going to Sussex Inlet? <laughs> 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 I love Sussex Inlet. Got a mate down there, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. I know he listens to the show. He'll be down there getting smashed this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the jet skis will be loving him. Oh. So, so I'm guessing the videos on YouTube. Uh, yeah, so you can, yeah, yeah, it's and on it's, YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, okay, so what's um, it titled? So I can just look it up. Uh, you can just type in Asakura Clamor and it'll come up. Right, yeah. Yep, it's on the Viva, or it's on other the Viva way, Tackle as well. Just type Viva Fishing and it'll yep. be on there. Yeah, you really, I mean, you, you put it in there, Clamor. Um, some people have been Googling Pippi Lua. Um, you can just yeah. go through Viva, Viva Fishing. So it looks pretty cool, though. Very cool. I got one out there. I'll show yeah. you, Steve. Yeah, I'll drag it in. Have for you got you, one? Yeah, I got one out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, got I've seen him a few there. already. Yeah, I know. He got oh, the yeah, one I know. Of we talked about it on the show. And he just dubbed himself. Hang in. on. Let me just let me just make a statement here. Mm-hmm. He sent me one. Right. So not a few. Uno. Uno. None of the brim sizes. Just a snapper. But he did send me the only, um, <laughs> the only Bass X Bay caster in the world. <laughs> 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 I've been giving it a hot. I tell you what, here's one for you, Steve. Now you, yeah. we haven't spoken about this one, but you, you, you and I have had this discussion many times over what thirty years. I was determined before I started talking about Mirasami rods that I was, yep. especially a two piece, mm-hmm. that I wanted to cast this thing flat strap for as long as I freaking could to see how much it would come apart. Yep. While I was casting, because lure casting and two piece rods don't work. Yep. Right. Plain and simple. Especially in a bait caster. Right. Especially in a bait caster. So I put. Um, the tournament series, so the Mirasami tournament series. Yep. It's a 772 medium spin and the new Bass X bait caster, right, which is also a 772. They're both two piece rods. I put them together in October mm-hmm. and I haven't taken them apart and they haven't come apart. Oh, really? And they haven't come loose and they've done nothing but stay together and perform as good as a one piece rod the whole time. The perfect match. Well, they say that's something that doesn't happen, though. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what I was saying to Kano when we were talking about it the other week, is that it's it, it's rare for that to occur with a two-piece rod. And the fact that I've been casting it for all these months, and I fish nearly every day, yep. right, casting lures and plastics, nothing else, and it's not coming apart. So, And that includes me when I do a shit cast and the knot grabs the top line. <laughs> it locks up. But you know what I mean? So that's a testimony to the type of rod it is. Even the pros stuff it every now and then. Yeah, and that's I've tried to ask them to show me how not to stuff it up. But anyway. No, but, no if you can get it right, anyone well, can. If I, if, anyway, if I can get it right, any person Anybody can get it can. right. But yep. the thing is, the point is, and that's um, – and I had this discussion the other day with a fellow. Um, it never got heated, but it could have. And and the discussion was that he asked me about a rod, and I told him that I've been using these since October, super-duper impressed with it. He wanted just the tournament series. I said, you know, go out and get yourself one. Available he goes, where? He goes, can I get it at BCF? And I said, no. No. You're not going to get it at BCF. It's a high-quality rod. Exactly. You're not going to be able to get it at BCF, right? And he goes, oh, okay. Um, he asked me how much they were. I won't say the price, Right. And I said they are reasonably priced, right? But more expensive than your 
your, your normal yeah. thing that you're going to go and look at. And he goes, oh, okay. And I said, why did you ask me if you if you just wanted to spend 50 bucks or 100 bucks on a rod? And I said, the thing is, in 10 years' time, this rod's going to be standing beside you, still performing the same as the day you got it, right? But the other one that you're going to buy that's 150 bucks at BCF or something, right, you're going to be on to like the fifth or the sixth one of those. So you're wasting your time. You may as well go buy a decent rod to start with, go buy a good reel that matches it up, and then you've got something for a long period of time that's of a good quality rather than buying shit and replacing shit each year with shit until you double the, the price old of the good once, stuff. buy not twice. Yeah, that's right. So I'm glad no, it's No, we had this discussion before with the fridge. Yes. When I said to you, plain and simple, these fridges are selling for 300 bucks with a three-year warranty. Yeah. So why wouldn't I go and buy that? And then I told you. And then three years ago, I'll buy another one. <laughs> and I told you that, that as soon as you turn the power off, the freaking thing shuts down and the compressor goes into no-start mode and then you go and have to call them up to get your warranty done and throw your 300 bucks worth of fish in the Nah, in fair the enough. Bin. No, no, I am but a believer having good quality. But that's what I was saying last time that we were on the radio. Um, the podcast was that it's made me so proud seeing people like yourself use these rods and, and get excited about them and send me photos in or comments saying, this is a brilliant rod. I'm I'm glad I bought it. It spurs me on to design the next thing, which that's what I'm designing now. Then the new X series, like a standalone series in the Murasami range. Like, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I love hearing stuff like that. Now, interesting. I googled the word Murasami, Japanese. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. Because I speak fluent Japanese. Oh, I know. Come, come on, what? Yep. Um, <laughs> six words of it. <laughs> <laughs> it means village rain. Right? Village rain. Yes, I'll keep going. So it means village rain. Yep. It also means the type of rain that falls hard. Yep. Right? To get stuck into it. And they love it so much that the Japanese actually named a destroyer after it in the war. Oh, okay. Yep. So, wow. so there you go. That's what Mirasami means. I was expecting And I Googled Asakura the other day too. What does Asakura mean? Uh, it was a samurai clan that was like back at the Middle Ages, uh, back in the time when uh, – America and all that was taken over and it was this one clan standing up against the forces trying to change them to American society or English society. And, yeah, it was all about them. That that was their last name, Asakura. Well, that makes sense because when those freaking lure hooks get stuck in your finger, they don't let Not go. They, no, they stay. It was, like, it was almost like the last <laughs> MRI, like the last stand sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, interesting names. And I love how the Japanese do things and how they manufacture stuff. But hey, so with the clamor, mate, um, the stores that have got them, do they need to, where do they jump on to find out if they want to go get a hold of them, if there's any left? Because I would doubt it. Uh, a lot of stores <laughs> have already messaged me and saying they're out of stock and they're asking for more. And I'm having to turn them away and say, look, it's not coming until next year. Um, but on our website, www.feverfishing.com.au, if you click on the clamor, there's a, a list of stores there. Or if you go on our social media, I posted up the other day a list of uh, stores that have managed to secure some in between there. So I think there's like 10 stores in Victoria that have got it and have a heap in New South Wales and a heap in Queensland as well. Yeah, so. okay. Now, now, um, just uh, quickly, let's go to another topic here for those people that have got themselves a hold of one. They are something a little bit different. There's going to be a bit of a unique usage to them. And the number one expert on the planet is you, because you're the only one that's caught <laughs> So um, give us some insight into then 
Uh, taking that approach, because using a soft plastic, you'll downsize your fish unweighted. It'll slowly fall through the water. It's got a tail action to give it some sort of resemblance of uh, something real. But we are talking about a fluttering shell. So there's got to be something special about getting fish to bite that. Yeah. So most of the time that we've been using it, especially during filming, we were using it against heavy structure. So some of our biggest fish were coming from the pylons of bridges or from rock walls. So we would casting against the rock walls and letting it sink all the way down to like three metres and then getting the getting the hop happen and then on the flutter back down, that's when they were hitting it or either halfway down during the first cast, the flutter. We haven't tested it so far on the beaches, so I'm sort of hoping that someone that does buy it will message in and say, hey, Kano, this, this works brilliant on the beaches for, for brim or whiting or whatever. But I've already landed snapper, I've landed massive puffer fish, I've landed flathead like every second cast. I even had an eighty centimetre flathead that, that we lost right at the boat. So yeah, the the So the that, that would potential be, for this lure is massive. That even would be because of the yellow belly action? off the trees. Hey. Is that because more because of the vibing action or is that I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well yeah. it have to be the quality of the lure too, because a fish like snapper which will mouth it first. Yeah. So if you don't like the the, the texture, it's going to spit it. Yeah, it's going to be and interesting. And whiting will do the same thing. And I whiting. found most of them that were biting had the whole treble down down their guts. So, so that's a good sign. So they were inhaling it. Virtually. Yeah, they, yeah, they weren't even thinking twice of it. And even the flathead, they were swallowing the whole whole clemmer straight down. So all that was left was the line, mm. which made it hairy when you're bringing in the big ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, even the snapper, like, they were... I had so many videos there that I haven't posted up yet on the snapper getting them. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's more the flutter that gets them because you're getting that action down plus the action back up again. Where most vibes, it's just standstill as it's fallen or most um, most lures as it's fallen, it's just, it's just a plain old straight fall. So, yeah, yeah a- I think it's more realistic to them. It's interesting because Steve and I have always judged the quality of a lure by how it performs the further south you go. Because we find there's a lot of competition for food in New South Wales and Queensland, so yep. they're a little bit more aggressive. They tend to grab yeah. a few different pieces. But the fact that they've actually got the whole treble down their throat and they're sort of having a bit of a crack at the lure as well um, in their mouth suggests that they're taking it not out of aggression. If they're out of aggression, well, there'd be side swipes and you'd have them yeah, in the cheekbone. Yeah, to me, it's, and it's, it's a solid movement in the water. Yeah, that's it, right. It's looking yeah. like a real thing, yep. which... Just and that's where it. I think it might perform on yellow belly as well, because if you're vibing up up and down the trees, most like if so to speak, if you were using a ZX blade, the um, shrimp one, yep, the ZX thirty five and forty, well, I think it is. You vibe it down; it's just a straight action, straight down, and then you vibe it back up, and it's got a bit of a flutter. But with the clamor in the black, I reckon you could have that flutter straight down and get that reaction bite plus the flutter back up. It, I reckon it's going to be a killer on And it's only one. it's only four grams, so it's actually going to fall at the right speed. See, most yeah. most metal blades and vibes are sitting around the 11 gram mark. They fall too fast. So you've got to either use a bait caster to slow them down, which takes away from the action, or you just got to let them yeah. go and hope for pick them up on the way up. So having that slower action on the fall because of the flutter would probably be about what? One fifth, one eighth of the speed of a vibe falling. Yeah, and we measured it as well. Even though it weighs four grams, it does sink a little bit slower than a normal four gram sinker would. Yeah, it's like it's like because of that flutter, like it 
it bends and then stops, bends and stops, bends well, and stops. Talking about with Johnny Cranston, Steve, you know, he used yep. to be a part of the show with us the other night. He came over and got a heap of sosso weedless jigs off me and I oh, said, right, yeah. don't judge them like a normal jig head because they fall horizontally so they're actually five times slower on the fall yeah. than a standard jig head because there's a lot of drag mm. because of that lure falling horizontally in the water. And I think this is no, where I think that's of- where you get that reaction bite is because yep. it's in their face longer. 100%. And that's where people fall... People fall short when they go lure fishing is because they don't think about what the fish might be reacting to to get that strike, right, which is just going to be a reactive strike. He's, mm. he's not going to yeah. eat He's going to eat it on the way up when it's taken off and he's going to go, oh, hang on, I don't want to let that go. On the way down, it's going to be a reactive strike. So you want it moving yeah. through the water, not as, not as slow as you can, but you want it falling through the water at a speed where the fish can focus before it says, hey, this thing doesn't look right, it's a bit injured or whatever it mm. might be, let's have a crack. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and that's in- where I think it'll perform on the beach as well because when you pick up a pippy and you chuck it back in the water, it flutters on, on the top of the sand. So if it's got that flutter action down and still fluttering as it hits the sand, it'll look like a pippy trying to dig itself back in. Yeah, well, if you're one of those people at the moment standing on Fraser Island listening to this, you dog. <laughs> go, go slow roll it through a gutter so that it's constantly dragging on the bottom yeah because i reckon I, it'll I just bounce, honestly roll, cannot flutter. wait to see start seeing the photos from people sending in saying look what i caught on it because we just had jared day caught a trout on it yeah i saw that like who would have thought where'd jared get that oh it was in a hatchery hey. yeah. he went to hatchery he <laughs> caught it yeah they made yeah. they said they put a green screen around the pond Oh, half a foot long. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. Let's be serious. Yeah, it was in uh, Golden River, first car. <laughs> got it. He actually, he actually says in the video, mm. I watched it, right? And well done, Jared. You've come so far. Um, he says in the video, he goes, I'm going to make a cast with this new clamour, right, and see if I can get a trout on it, and then boom. Cast it, wine, wine, gotcha. Wow. So Yeah, he was just slow rolling it like a crank, lipless crankbait. Yep. And there's one other factor too, which I, I think we haven't, touched on yet and that is that for fish in our waterways regardless whether it's saltwater or freshwater they have seen tons and tons of lures plastics and everything else right mm-hmm. this is different this is the sort of yeah, thing when something the pip- they haven't seen yeah. before but whether pippies because pippies are in freshwater as well as saltwater they're just yep. a different clam that's all they are right and what do they come in canos like dozen colors or something yeah uh, 12 colors six with fur finish and six without Yep, so you're pulling something through the water that they would normally search and forage in the rocks for in a river to eat or they would forage around the beach to eat, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or in, or in the in the estuaries. So now all of a sudden... Like even got them Thomas Spencer rang me last week and said he's caught Murray Cod that have spat out shells, like mussel shells, yeah. from Fresh them eating them. Yeah. Yeah, yep. like they suck them in, get all the meat out of them, their, their stomach acid or whatever melts it all off. And they spit the shell out. How would you go but, with the um? How would you go with the treble on a cod? With the treble, I reckon stand? you'd have to change it. I think. I think. Change it up a bit in the bigger size. Yeah, Cause, I think because of that initial strike, because they're so heavy and so strong on that initial strike. I, I think you'd you're better off definitely changing it. We're going in May. We should drag some around. Yeah, I think I'll be joining you. Yeah, no, we did chat about it. That's yeah. a, that's another trip too. That's another one because <laughs> uh, I've been asked to go on the Goulburn. Uh, sorry, on the Loddon, on the cod as the water's receding, and also to chase the big giant cod in May on the Murray. That'd be nice. So just got to wait for the phone call. Last year we got the phone <laughs> call, and the uh, 
and Luke and I cancelled. Remember on the last day we had to cancel because the, they turned the water, they closed something and the water levels just rose rapidly and it was roaring, so he cancelled on us. It sucks. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, well, pencil me in, I'll be definitely coming. That's what happens when you have a mate that looks like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, especially at this time of year. He's got a lot of work. But you think he could walk on water? <laughs> you think he'd be able to just put his hand up yeah. and stop it? Yeah. It's, I read That's it. What I keep telling my missus I can walk on water. Yeah. <laughs> you think she'd believe it by now? Yeah, that's so it. He's standing there, there with the sandals on, flicking the lure. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to sell me bottles to her, but she she still doesn't believe it's doesn't worth gold. It. You've got to add that now for context. Hey, yeah, I know the whole way. Now, um, listen, mate, what else is coming up for you guys at Viva Tackle? What, what's Kano designing at the moment for the Australian market? Can you tell us? Uh, at the moment, I'm designing the X series of rods. So I'm designing – I've got the normal Broom X out, so I'll be designing a, a sister to that. Yep. So there'll be two models of the Broom X, two models of the Bass X, uh, two models of the Barra X, and – I haven't decided on the last one whether to do a snapper X or a whiting X. But, yeah, I'm still... Whiting. I'm with him, whiting. Really? Yeah. That's what that's called. Yeah, bloody oath. I've, I, I even had a phone call this morning saying, please design a whiting X. Yeah. Whiting. What's, yeah. Ro- what's wrong with the, what's wrong with the, the brim X, though, the 772? Uh, that'll still be there, but I'm designing a, a sister partner to it, so a little bit stronger a little bit tighter action so it's not as as whippy for the finesse side so people can use it for the, um, say, crank crab or something like that so it's a little bit stiffer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I I haven't fully gone into it yet. It's the start of January that I've I've finalised the um, aesthetics to it and then I start designing the actual action. Oh, so I think I'll you be, should listen to your father-in-law yeah. anyway. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, Bill, your father-in-law Bill, is talking yeah. in the background. Yeah, if you no, can't I hear can him. hear him saying whiting rod, whiting rod. <laughs> what, what's what's his, he's licking his, his um, fingers as he's saying <laughs> yeah. it. What's his name, Bjorg or Sven or something? Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Oh, yeah. That's a boring name. You should. I was hoping for something more Nordic. <laughs> <laughs> we, he, um, keeps, he keeps it entertaining when we're on the water at least. Yeah. If anything's going to go wrong. That's him for sure. I call him the master of disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff, mate. Now, listen, um, we're going to bang four questions at you there, but uh, has anything changed with your whole question series? You got to, you think you've, you've had an upgrade? Because I tell you, we've had a few um, guests that have had upgrades since the last time. Uh, I don't know. You got to cross two species together. That's the number one. Have you changed last cross time? Cross two species? Yeah. Baron Cod. Who had Baron Cod? Dean Sylvester. Dean Sylvester, was it? Yeah, Dean oh, Sylvester. Dean Sylvester. I can't, can't follow that one. Yeah, I've got to change no, it then. No. So, uh, there's no rules there. You I reckon I reckon that you would cross a um, payara and a whiting. A tiger Ooh, yeah. fish out of Africa with a whopping set of teeth on it and a whiting. Ain't no kidney slapper, oh, mate. It's a kidney eater. You wouldn't be able to <laughs> even wire a trace would stuff it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good crossover. Hey, uh, listen, yeah, Kano. Let's go with that. Um, mate, everyone can, uh, anyone that wants to know more about the Mirasami range of rods and, of course, the the Clammer, the Asakura Clammer, they can jump on Viva Tackle, uh, Viva Fishing yep. Australia, and have a bit of a look on the website down there. Um, uh, Mirasami tournament spin 722 medium. That's a uh, love it, two piece. I recommend it. Yeah. Yep. 
I just like keep it. listening because we can't. Either way, the even if they want to talk to me in person, if they if they message Fever Fishing completely, I I run all the pages for Fever Fishing, whether it's Murasami or Asakura or anything like that. So they'll be talking to me directly if they they message in. Oh well, that's good. Hmm. That's good because that doesn't happen anywhere else, I don't think. So they get to actually talk to the bloke that designs it. Hey, you may have a good idea. We, Pass we, it on. We do that here, but yeah. no one wants to talk to John. Even if someone has yeah, an true. idea that I haven't come up with or. Um, even aesthetic, something that they like in a different rod or something that they feel is comfortable for them, message it in. I'm happy to hear it. No, nice. Yeah, who knows what will happen. I could put it in there and then all of a sudden you got your face in a magazine saying, he he gave me this idea. No, that's good. You got an idea, Steve? Sorry. No, I've got nothing. I just want to see the whiting oh, rod. I'm really? just hanging out for the whiting rod there. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll have a think on it and I'll get back to you with some we need ideas to, on the whiting We need to make well, it. Well, it was our rep in Victoria that mentioned it, saying we need a whiting rod yeah. for out here. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. we need to make it. Uh, put it in the X series. Make, make it a make it a 12-piece for Steve. With 12 ant, piece. 12 piece. 12-piece. <laughs> an, Anti-knot guides. <laughs> oh, wow. It'll be hard to get the action right on that. It doesn't need action. I've seen him fish. <laughs> Uh, Is that what his missus says as well? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need action. Doesn't need action. <laughs> uh, you're all assholes. That's it. <laughs> I'm past the action day. <laughs> oh, you're a banana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, mate, I know this is going to go to air after Christmas, but Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thanks yep. very much for all your support over the last 12 months. It's been fantastic, and um, we look forward oh, no to doing worries. some work Thanks for having me on, and <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again, and uh, especially sending you the products and getting the feedback on something that I've designed is, is, is brilliant. No, mate, can't we, thank you enough. We so. love, we oh, love don't, doing don't it. Don't thank me, mate, because he doesn't share. <laughs> 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 don't, don't, yeah, don't thank him, now mate. Now that I know... Yeah, he's nah, in for it. No, nah, no, nah, the Wombles rod free. Oh, you can always send. You can. You can always. Steve's probably one of the best whiting fishermen I've ever met. So you can always send him the whiting one. He'll give that a crack. I know that much. Oh, and yeah. um, but uh, thanks very much, mate. Fantastic job. Great. Well done on the on the uh, the clamour and uh, and well done on the Mirasami rods, mate. Fantastic. Ah, uh, thank you. All right, mate. We'll chat Pleasure. to you soon. All right. Catch you later. <laughs> All right, mate. See you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> There you go. Uh, oh, you had to just, go quiet then. You was like, that's it, we're done. I was just, I looked down and I dropped the freaking drive, right? <laughs> I was just looking out here, out the uh, window, right where we're sitting, mm-hmm. right? And just past the coconut trees and shit. Yeah. And a possum just ran And a possum ran past. <laughs> and it, it didn't scare me, but I sort of looked and went, oh, hang on. And then I dropped my uh, flash drive that I'd been playing with for the last 40 minutes. It's all happening here on the Ballerine, isn't it? Oh, mate. Yeah. Fantastic. Can't wait. Hey, Listen, folks, uh, we do apologise for not getting too many shows out, but uh, we don't get paid for this gig. It's just a passion thing. We are a bit lazy, but we have been extremely busy with work. It hasn't been a great year for it, has it, for us? Oh, jeez, i tell you what. uh, I've got to say thank you, though. Um, The feedback I get from the show uh, in regardless to Jigman, uh, Mm. regardless of Jigman products, um, talking about Mirasami rods, I mean, I love being on board with those guys. They're they're sensational. Um, And, Steve, with the work we do, Expos and shows and everything else at the side. Well, you did Melbourne boat show this yeah, year. Yeah, listen, I really well. I was excited to come out of retirement. I, I, I was happy. I got asked, but I got to be honest with you, I was as nervous as nervous could be. Probably more nervous than I've ever been before. Really? Yeah. No, it was. Um, 
Yeah, he was a shocker. Because shocker. you're getting to that age now where the memory's not as good as it used to be. Yeah, and I could be standing on stage <laughs> and crap myself too without <laughs> even knowing. And so, the, drop a I'll bottle it. <laughs> but anyway, we've had a lot of fun, folks. Have a great um, Chrissy and New Year. Whenever you listen to this show, Christmas has probably just gone by, but uh, have a fantastic New Year. And, and we we have got more shows planned. We did have a couple lined up tonight, but unfortunately they pulled the pin. So yep. we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Have a bit yep. of fun. Stay safe.